Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Uh, so, Jesus, I thank you that you are always amongst us. And I just pray that in this moment of um, you being here with us, that we would just um, raise our antenna, that we'd uh, shift our attention, that we would uh, draw our focus into seeking you even more. Not seeking someone who's not here, not seeking someone who doesn't want to be found, but, but seeking the ever-present one, the one who is always with us, but just seeking to know you in a deeper way, seeking to know you in a more conscious and intentional way, seeking to know you um, in this moment, not letting this moment slip by. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we are doing this like mini series. It's like only three weeks just on seeking God. Um, and it's just, um, I suppose it, it, it's linked to, because that's always a good thing to look at, but also just as a, as a moment in time where we've kind of come from a journey with streams of life and we're moving into the next season for us Hope Springs, it's a good moment just to kind of take a pause and go, okay, what is it that we feel God's got in his heart for us as, as individuals, as families, as a church community together? And to be an intentional about that and therefore just wanted to draw attention to it and say actually okay what does it look like to seek god how do we do that how do we engage with that um all those kind of things and so si talked last week about um how it was important how it's important to be conscious and not just casual that there's an intentionality that comes as we seek god that sometimes some of the great truths that we can um come to know or come to experience as Christians can also potentially be hindrances and blockages to stuff. So for example, the idea that God is always with us. That can be, that, that is one of the most profound and most wonderfully liberating truths that we perhaps ever have come to know as Christians or people that follow Jesus. The idea that we don't have to go to church on a Sunday, that's not the only place where God is. That it's not like he just lives in this temple that we arrive at and that's where he is, but actually he is ever present. He's always with us and that's beautiful and it's liberating and it's empowering the challenge of that is it can then remove the intentionality of going i'm going to engage with god in this moment because he's always with me um in a similar way that we might do i'm sure none of us do this in this room but with our partners um they're always around okay um and therefore it sometimes loses the intentionality of date night or the intentionality of actually let's go for a coffee or let's have a proper conversation this evening rather than just sitting and coexisting watching Netflix or whatever it may be but actually let's be intentional with this and obviously none of us in this room do that because we're just all brilliant husbands or wives to our partners aren't we so we're always super intentional but the point being is it's the same idea and I think when we talk about seeking God it is key to understand that like Sai um, that idea of intentionality that's not needed because God is running away it's not we're not pursuing God because God's over there we've got to keep up and try and catch up with him and stuff it's about seeking God because he he desires us to know him and he wants to be found um like we do on um, for us anyway Easter Sunday um is always one of my favorite parts of Easter Sunday other than the fact it's obviously marks the resurrection of Jesus which is always a good part of Easter Sunday um is the Easter egg hunt I love I love doing an Easter egg hunt and as my boys have got older the level of difficulty of where I hide those eggs increases because um, they need more challenge. But always I'm hiding those eggs to be found. 
I'm not hiding them so that in 12 months time we find a mouldy egg somewhere that's kind of melted away into some electric device or something like that. I want them to find them. And it's the same with God, that he, he hides himself not to be kind of left hidden or to kind of be left unknown, but he, he wants us to pursue him. He wants us to know him. He wants us to find him um, and seek him. And therefore that importance, like Sly talked about, being conscious, being intentional, focusing and not just casual in the way we approach God. So I wanted to kind of um, just pick up that idea. I've already gone further in my notes and I plan to go, but we'll... But just the idea of actually, what does it look like for us to be intentional? What does it look like for us to be conscious? How do we kind of go about doing that? And I think I constantly come across this same idea of the creating space to almost catch what God has for us. That we, what does it look like to create space in our, in our days, in our weeks, in our months, in our years, that means that we are intentional we are conscious we are we are aware that the god who's always with us we can seek him in those moments and sometimes that might be easy to create space it might be actually my life at the moment this moment in time lends itself to that um that actually we just happen to have a rhythm of life a routine that kind of just naturally just creates space um and that's brilliant and we can use that space then to seek god and that that's wonderful and that's great sometimes which is probably more often the case, it's not lending itself to that. Our everyday rhythm of life probably isn't leaning itself towards lots of open space to kind of just spend quiet time with God and just, just, just relax into that because life is so straightforward and not complicated at all. We speak to most people in the room, and I've done it this morning, um, and nine times out of ten, our response to how are you doing is usually busy mm-hmm. or how how it's working and it's usually busy and that isn't a bad thing but it's an indication actually to seek God to be intentional about this stuff is not just going to be something that just happens because busyness is going to force out the space and therefore we need to then carve out space we need to do that thing where we carve out space and that nature of even the word carve out space requires things to be cut requires us to go actually I need to carve out this thing which probably means i need to remove that thing i need to cut out that thing in my life and get rid of it because that needs to be space that i intentionally seek god or that needs to be space that i intentionally spend some quiet time with jesus or that needs to be space where i i I give my attention to things that god is always with us and we can have those moments throughout the day but actually that intentional space that we do to seek him to give time for that um and it's almost a bit like i've got i've got my jugs and i always like jugs of water always feels like a very good visual aid but it's almost like if um we kind of have one space in the week and it's this one cup just here it's like god is so keen for us to find him to to um encounter him that he will fill that space with himself he will pour himself into that space but i'm not gonna do it right to the brim because i don't want it to when that space empties it then becomes more difficult for god who desires to pour himself out desires to reveal himself to fill anywhere else so we end up with a sense of finding god or a response to seeking god but but it's limited to that space if we then start to build in other bits as you'll see later we will find actually more of god being poured out and it's that kind of okay how much space can i carve out what can i do what can i do to kind of make this thing thing kind of work and just naturally speaking if i start to 
link these cups together, um, that there might be some overflow from one space to the next space. And that then starts to be, life just starts to flow. And just this sense of actually God just being filling everything that I do, it becomes more natural. So I want to, and I'm going to be actually really quick this morning, I think. I've um, got 13 minutes left if I want to stick to my 20 minutes, which is my target. Um, I want to pick up three things. And I've gone with alliteration, just so it helps us remember it, okay? So I want to talk about routines. I want to talk about recording. And I want to talk about releasing as three things we do to kind of seek God and be intentional about where we place that thing. So the first one, routines, this is going to be very, it's going to land right where we are, but it all links into that stuff we've been talking about to do with the rule of life, to do with rhythm and routine in our everyday life. I'm going, okay, in this part of my week, this is the space where I seek God across my week. In this part of my day, this is what it looks like. So for example, for me over the last six months and for me and Susie over the last probably six to twelve months we have tried to carve out and it has been carving out a space from a Thursday night to a Friday night where we practice Sabbath where we intentionally seek God and we give rest and space for God to be with us we have then also um, started and it came on the back of fasting for Neo uh, and it still exists in and around that but we've started then to look at having twice a week spaces where we practice fasting and we, we will engage in that, that practice because I found out and it shocked me and it shot me into action that it was the norm 100 years ago for Christians to fast twice a week I didn't know that I assumed in my kind of thing you fasted at significant moments and nothing wrong with that at all. Absolutely do that. But actually to find it was a normal rhythm of what they did. So that kind of made me think, okay, that, I want that to be part of my normal rhythm too. That as a number of us have done in the church, we, we are reading through um, the whole Bible in a year um, and doing that as a community. So you've got the scriptures and the community part and that being something that for me usually sits in the morning of each day that I spend time in the scriptures meditating on that and it sets me up for the day. Um, Things like prayer, building that into a rhythm and a routine. The point in saying that is not so you can go, oh wow, that's really spiritual, see, because it doesn't always work that wonderfully and often it gets knocked out and stuff. But the point is an intentional movement to build a routine into our my day and into my week um, where actually there's space for God and that's the rule of life thing. And we might be at different points on that journey. Some of you might be so far ahead in how established that is and so far kind of develop that over a long long time that it's actually just normal it's the norm some of us might not be there yet and we're still finding our feet in what we do but the whole point is is it's beginning then to create spaces throughout the day that actually become spaces where we seek God and we are intentional about that and therefore because we're doing that it means that God can start to pour in even more that he starts to pour into all those spaces and things start to connect from one space to the next space and he's pouring in across a day now rather than just waiting once a week or once a month or whatever it may be or for the sunday morning or what it may be that actually it's across a day different points and therefore that being the key of routine that it's a routine that it's a rhythm that helps us to abide in jesus not just um having Jesus there but we're abiding with him we are intentionally rooting ourselves into him saying Jesus I want to be with you today that we're creating that regular rhythm that almost muscle memory that actually I wake up in the morning and I'm my my mind is like okay I'm going to be drawn to the scriptures this morning because that's become a rhythm or Thursday night I can guarantee you my body will start to wind down when it comes to Thursday night because it's ready to rest because it's starting to become that thing my body is starting to learn this is the rhythm the routine and that creates space creates space for God to go okay, and in this moment this is what 
I want to share. So that's, again, that probably lands pretty much where most of us are at in that idea of routine, but it creates a rhythm and a routine and a regularity. And this kind of idea, actually, God, God knows, God knows everything, doesn't he? But, but, but that space where we are expectant and God is kind of, yeah, okay, this is the moment. Almost like I'm waiting for you to, to wake up because I know in that moment I can start to share some stuff with you. Mm. And it's that eagerness that God has that as he knows we turn our attention to him, he's eagerly waiting to pour out. But when there's that kind of idea, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, when they might do this thing, it's like, but actually that rhythm and routine becomes really, really powerful in what God wants to do in us and what he wants to work in us. Next two, I'm sure we've done before, but I really felt pressed as I was preparing for this that these are the two that I think, on top of our routine, just perhaps an encouragement, maybe a challenge, maybe a provocation for us to kind of consider in, in that routine. And the next one is recording. Um, if you want, you can turn to, to Luke 2.19. You don't have to turn there. But in Luke 2.19, there's that really famous verse where the angel comes to speak to Mary and she, he tells her all about Jesus and all about the fact she's going to bear the Son of God and all that kind of stuff. And she says, all that just, just, just general stuff that happens, but she says, um, or it says about her, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. That, that Mary was in a point where she received this insight from, from God via this angel. She received this thing, and in that moment, she didn't just enjoy the moment, enjoy the revelation, enjoy the insight, enjoy the, the fruit of seeking God, but she pondered it, or she treasured it in her heart. Another translation says she kept it in her heart. And there's this idea of recording, this idea of holding on to, just the idea of that it being treasured, is that she was actually going to protect this thing. This thing would matter to her, and therefore she was treasuring it. And therefore, my challenge to all of us, I suppose, is as we are seeking God in, this, in our routine and our rhythm, how are, we, how are we treasuring what he's sharing? Some of us are copious note-takers, I know that, okay? But, and this isn't an advocation of, say, actually all become like excessive note-takers. That might be the thing, but this is okay. God is, we're seeking God, we're, we're creating a routine, He's then starting to share some stuff. Are we treasuring that? Are we going, actually, that is more valuable to me than anything I eat today? That thing I've just heard from God is more valuable than anything I get success-wise at work today. That's the thing. That's the thing that is more than anything else I kind of receive today. That thing I've just got from God, even if it's tiny, even if it's like seemingly uneventful or inconsequential in the moment that thing is significant how are we treasuring that that might be notes it might be that God shared this on this date and I wrote it down it might be actually I'm going to voice record it it might be that actually I'm going to paint a picture about it it might be that I'm going to I don't know make a film about it I don't know goodness knows what but the point is how are we treasuring that thing how are we valuing that thing that, that's been poured out because when we treasure it what it starts to do is it starts to mean that we can then ponder it. And then Mary didn't just treasure it and kind of have it locked away somewhere where she never, ever, ever took it out again. It wasn't like a thing where I had this amazing thing that happened and I just put it away and it was wonderful and all that kind of stuff. But she treasured and she pondered. Because by treasuring it, it enabled her to ponder. By saying, actually, this is this really precious thing for me, I'm going to think on that. 
I'm going to consider that. I'm going to chew that over. I'm going to reflect on what God is saying to me. And I'm going to do it regularly. And it's that ability, when we treasure it, when we record it, when we capture what God is saying, it means that we can ponder it. And by pondering it, we actually are treasuring it. And this whole cycle kind of goes on of us actually. And therefore, my challenge to us all is, in this season that we're in right now, maybe it is a particular season of seeking God, but in this season right now, how are we treasuring what God is sharing with us? What does that look like? What is the evidence in your journal? What is the evidence in your kind of video notes, voice notes, whatever it may be? What is the evidence that we are treasuring what God is sharing to us? Because I have points in my life I've looked at, and I, I, I do make notes, I do record stuff, I write a lot of it down. But I can look back, and it's really interesting for me, because I can see the seasons of life where I wasn't as intentional in my routine um, or my treasuring, because there's, no, the, there's weeks sometimes where there's hardly anything noted. That doesn't mean that I'm saying, God will give us a profound directional word every day because that's probably not consistent with his nature, because he, he wants to give us direction and then build on top of that. But it does mean that actually there's still things that I'm considering, I'm, I'm reflecting, I'm, I'm mulling over that God is sharing, whatever it may be. And therefore I can see the points in my, in, my, in my notes where there's not a lot written. And I'm like, okay, why was that? Maybe I was too busy, maybe, maybe there's too much going on, or maybe I just didn't bother treasuring it. Maybe God shares something, I just didn't write it down. I didn't note it. And actually that's a challenge to me. And so sometimes I will then, at the end of each month, I will reflect on, the four weeks in that month. Okay, what is it, God, that you've shared to me this month? What is the consistency between the first week, the second week, the third week, the fourth week? What is it that, that's kind of threading through that? And I'll record that. And then my intention is then to look across the year. What is it, God, that you kind of shared across the year that kind of links these things together? Now, that's me and part of the way my brain works. I'm not saying copy that. What I'm saying is that's me going, God, I really value what it is you're sharing. I don't, don't just want to record it and then leave it. I want to record it and then come back to it and then come back to it and come back to it because it should have a thread. It, if it's God speaking, there should be a consistency. But that's me treasuring and me, me, me wanting to ponder and consider what God is saying. So the first thing is routines. And I think we're probably all moving that direction. The second thing, maybe we are, maybe we're not, but is recording. How do we hold what God has shared to us? How do we record it? How do we treasure it? How do we make sure we can continue to ponder it? And I think the third thing is releasing. It's perhaps less obvious, um, but I think it's as important. Because if we're talking about making space for God, and we use the cups as an analogy of making space for God in terms of our routine, but also our ability to record and capture what God is sharing, then actually part of what that might look like is that, that I do something, this is me, I'm the clear cup, this is someone else, that I do something with what God shared to me, that I pour that thing out, I release that thing, and by releasing that thing, I am then creating space for God to fill more in and pour more in. That by releasing and doing something active with it, I'm actually creating space. Because otherwise what can happen is we can become a people who, are, who are, have wonderful spiritual routines. We practice Sabbath, we fast, we pray, we, we read the scriptures, we, we do community, we take communion, we do all the things that we should be doing. We do all that kind of stuff and we're exceptional at recording and celebrating it and treasuring it and looking back and saying, look at all the stuff God said to us, but we become stagnant because we just hold it. 
we do all the right things up until that point but we become stagnant but actually when we release it when we do something with what God's sharing when we sh- whatever that looks like it creates space and it keeps a flow of something happening and we don't, don't just become an expert in spiritual disciplines or r- rule of life or whatever it may be in routines we don't just become wonderful people that can, can s- communicate so clearly about what God's sharing and treasuring it but we actually become a people who are releasing what God is sharing with us and doing something with what God is sharing with us and Again, you can turn there, I'll read it, but if you want to go to James, um, I think it's chapter 1, I don't know the chapter now. But James, one of the books of James, maybe maybe 1, verse 22. Um, I'll have to read it now, because otherwise you'll be looking for ages. But it's that famous bit in James where it says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Now that is just, is just stunning, like that. Don't just listen, all we're talking about is about listening, isn't it? The routines that create space for us to listen and hear what God's saying. But he's saying if you just do that, if you just have the routines and you just treasure it and record it and don't and just do that, you're going to deceive yourselves. And that is strong because he's saying actually you need to do what it says. You need to do something with what God is stirring on the inside of you. That God is a God of movement, not stagnation the increase of his kingdom will know no end he is constantly moving and therefore if we are made in his likeness we are created to move to do something with what he's poured out into us to pour it out into some other space verse 23 says anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. The, that idea of doing might be an incredibly practical thing. It might be that right now God is stirring and speaking to us as we create routine and we record what he's saying. As we look across that, we're like, yeah, God, you're clearly speaking to me about praying for people that are sick let's say that might be it and therefore the the do part of that is very 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 practical it's like the next person i find who's sick i'm going to pray for that person that's that's a not a, a complicated flow is it okay but it might be less practical in that sense for me at the moment if you look at my notes the thread is is trust the whole way through trust now that's much more vague in the sense of the application of that other than the fact that okay god that means i'm going to look for every single opportunity i can to make sure my trust is in you and not in myself or not in another person or not in another situation and i'm not just going to go with the things i'm experiencing right now but god i'm going to actually stretch that even further i'm going to want to find even more opportunity to need to trust you i want to be peter that steps out the boat that's what I'm going to do. I'm not just going to go, I'm going to get in the boat and that's great and go through the storm. But actually I want to step out of the boat. I'm going to, I'm going to go beyond just being in a boat that's in a storm, which is hard and difficult and challenging. I'm going to step out of the boat into the storm, which sounds ridiculous if it didn't line up with that kind of sense of what God's sharing. But because I can ponder that, because I've recorded it and because I've created a routine to capture it. It's like then that becomes a, log- a, lo- a logical release point or a do point into something in what I'm in. Therefore, it makes sense. 
And therefore, I think for or or it could be that actually God's really stirring in my heart something about who He is as a as God, what His character is, what His His His, his way of doing things is, and therefore that might affect then how I behave towards the, my children, or my partner, or my colleagues at work, or or my neighbour, or whatever it may be. The, the do part is a ref, me reflecting what God is showing me about who he is in how I behave to others. Or how I communicate what God's like to others, or, or whatever it may be. The point is there's some action with it, there's some pouring out of, of that, which then creates a flow through, and we stop being very routine, very intelligent, but stagnant people deceive people that think they're doing all this stuff but actually not doing anything at all whereas he's saying actually no if you can release what it is i poured into you then actually you find a flow of life that looks like nothing else it just causes this constant movement so my encouragement to us all is very simple is as we're seeking god in this season reflect on our routines where are we at with our rhythm our rule of life what does that look like are we moving towards something that is becoming more established and more rhythmed and routine in our lives that creates that those cups, those kind of spaces for God to pour into in my day, in my week, in my month, in my year? And just just take a moment to reflect on that. Is that is that there? Second one is then to if that is moving in the direction I want it to move in, I feel like God's leading me in. How am I treasuring and recording what it is that God's got is saying to me in those spaces? What does that look like? And how am I pondering what, you, what I'm treasuring? Am I just writing it down and I'll never, never worry about it again? Or am I looking back at it and going, okay, this is what you said, God. A year ago, this is what you said, God. Okay, you spoke about this a year ago. I can actually see that, that working through in my life. I can see that thread of whatever it may be. And then to reflect on that, what does it look like for you, you to treasure and ponder what God has shared with you? And then thirdly, how am I releasing that? Am I releasing that? Or am I deceiving myself by convincing myself I'm doing something with it but I'm not actually doing anything with it and I can sound wonderfully articulate and wonderfully profound but actually the expression of it in my life is not necessarily there and therefore how am I releasing what God is pouring out into me how am I demonstrating that towards the people I meet my family my friends how is it looking in how I trust God how is it looking how I step out of the boat whatever it may be how am I releasing those things so as we're seeking God, thinking about our, our routines, our recording, and our releasing, what are we doing? And just saying, being honest with God, saying, God, help. I want to know. I want to know what it is because I desperately want to want to find you, for want of a better expression. I want to know you more. And therefore, I want to know what it is. Is it routines? Is it recording? Or is it releasing the, the thing that perhaps is stopping that seeking or restricting that seeking from being fruitful? Um, yeah so jesus i just thank you i thank you for your desire to be found thank you you're not a tease you're not tricking us or trying to pretend that you want to be found you actually want to be found so i just pray that in this season of seeking you you would just help us to reflect on our routines you'd help us to reflect on our our recording and treasuring what you've shared with us and you'd help us to reflect on how we are releasing and doing something with that that I just pray that by your spirit you would just prompt us to be people that position ourselves in such a way that we can be those who receive all that you have and then pour that out into different spaces. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.